Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Right now, that time, 1031, you're tuned to WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. And our guests this morning in studio are both from the Salvation Army right here in Murfreesboro. And our guests include John Mitchell and also with us, Captain Michael Knott. How are both of y'all doing this morning? Doing, doing well. Doing great, Scott. Good to see you this morning. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, yeah, well, it's been kind of cold. I've been hibernating. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're <laughs> glad to get you out of your cave and good to talk to you this morning. That's right. So what all is happening at the Salvation Army as we start this brand new year and I guess wrap up last year? Yeah, well, we just... Uh, kind of coming out of a very busy december you know november and december is extremely busy it's our our busiest time it's a lot of people's busy time but when you have two of your major programs happening at the same time and that would be the red kettle challenge along with angel tree where our gym uh basically turns into an a mini amazon in a really good way um it's just uh non-stop and the 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 captains um i could tell you by just watching from afar they um i don't think they would want to count how many hours they work during the week oh i bet um you know especially during that season you know there was many times i was leaving the office maybe late myself and they were working i come in early and they were working so um but i think they really enjoy the opportunity to provide a lot of blessings to the community um it's just and it's also for us in the red kettle challenge season um just the best time to kind of give people an opportunity to support our program in many different ways so and and, you know there's one program that really stands out a lot of people know the salvation army for the angel tree program that's one of those things that takes place every year so i'm curious how did the angel tree program go this past december uh biggest we've ever had uh 1598 angels and so when we say angel that could represent um a youth uh 12 and under or a senior and the seniors has been growing as a matter of fact i think we um uh, captain trish had said that we served 50 more seniors this year than than we had so you know it's a big shout out to the community and some of the companies will really buy in by coming in adopting like you know 50 angels or 75 angels taking it back their employees take it and do the shopping and bring it back to us and you know of course we put it together for distribution day that uh captain not his i think he's figured out something he's going to stick with but uh we have one day well two days where they come by and pick up and um uh with covid being the what it has been they've went to more of a drive-through and pick up which has kind of helped keep things pretty smooth but anything you'd like to add about the angel tree well even that 15 that number you quoted we we didn't stop there i I noticed that she helped another 30 um that were in need that um you know that they missed the application process but we had them on the list that if we had an overflow of resources which we did um we were able to uh, accommodate them the best we could with what we had. And then there's um, also w- w- the nursing homes when we delivered to them um, as well. After we, the fact, we came across some stuff as she's trying to 
resort and get ready and pack it away for next year. Um, we had some stuff that would be very useful for some nursing homes, so uh, we took out um, some stuff to Laverne Senior Center that they could use for prizes and making that connection. So um, it's a, a great opportunity that my wife and I uh, really enjoy now because able to get out and start to connect with some of the nursing homes and possibly uh, do some stuff uh, program-wise with them uh, once a month. So Again, our guests today are from the Salvation Army, and we have heard from a lot of nonprofits locally who have told us, you know, since the start of the COVID pandemic, we have seen a lot of new faces in our doors that we haven't seen before, people who have not really suffered financially to the level of where they need help until the COVID pandemic hit. Is that also being seen at the Salvation Army? Yes, it is. And we really um, uh, are forming a collaboration with other agencies. I mean, that's the great thing about um, Charity Tracker. We're able to kind of really get the word out that we're not able to um, help with this um, situation, but they may be able to. So it's an, a great a networking that we can get them to the right place instead of driving around and just feel like they're not getting anything accomplished. So, yes. Again, with us today, Captain Michael Knott and also John Mitchell from the Salvation Army. You know, asking for help is one thing. That that's It's hard to do, I know, for a lot of people out there, but actually finding the services that you need that will fill whatever gap is in your family, it's hard to find that as well. So what are the different things that Salvation Army does offer? Well, um, there's a lot going on. Um, we always invite those that really want to see it on hand uh, to get in touch with us so John uh, and I can do a talking tour with you to really kind of see really in visual what's going on. And um, But I'll just give you a little short down breakdown of it. We're uh, we really have bought into the philosophy of the uh, navigation, the uh, life nav, which is really a philosophy, a process um, to say, hey, we want you to come in and rest and relax uh, for three days. And then after those three days, we want you to start forming that relationships and trust with us. Um, and in the same time we're doing that, we're encouraging you to go find a part time job. We're also encouraging you to be looking for a place that is within reason um, for you to stay that we might be able to help you out with that. And in that process, we're wanting you to determine your goals. And so they go through a pamphlet that's been created by the uh, Major Frizzell, the area, uh, the area commander in Nashville, which really does a self-evaluation, which helps the coaches kind of see if there's something that kind of needs to be the cycle needs to be broken that we can bring in some mental behavior and some counselors that can kind of talk through them so that they're able to get out of that cycle to be able to really start moving forward on their journey and in that process um, through those goals they choose three of their we call them smart goals and we hope one of those is finding permanent housing because you've come to us because you don't have a place to stay and in that process, then we work through that, and they're empowered to go look for all this stuff. We do not do it for them. We provide the resources. And so in that process, the turnaround time could be within 30 days. It could be longer when you're dealing with families. It probably takes that three months um, and maybe a little bit just depending on their situation and their family size. And then as we move 
forward, we've kind of just made the building more. Um, we want to we want to respect um, everybody coming through, so we're having them begin to come through the front door and be able to do everything there and meet their needs. Um, but even with um, we have in the the coaches going on, we have the mental house come in. We have our own uh, programs that we do that does character building. We do uh, life. Uh, life skills such as budgeting or the Davis Ramsey class. We just had 13 that were part of that that actually graduated into permanent housing and has come back to do some more training. And really, we, we go down into our um, merging youth. Um, it's where we connect with the children from the schools that need the parents need some place for them to go. So we have an after school um, place for them to come and do their work. Um, have some character building process, but we also can connect with the parents as well to get them interacted with that. So emerging youth, and we have like uh, over 90, 90 that are registered. And so on an average, we may have like 25 come a day. Um, and we're picking those up and bring them and we're making collaboration with the, the, the schools to see if our place could be a, a drop off for the bus um, to kind of cut down on some of the cost. And right now we're kind of trying to build up our our manpower um, at this point so that we accommodate and be with in compliance with our safe for harm from the Salvation Army. The category of mental health, that is a category that a lot of nonprofits struggle through because it's a tough it's a tough situation really to get to that bottom of the mental health problem, whatever it may be, finding a solution to fixing or maybe helping that problem. Mm -hmm. How do y'all go about treating that? Scott, I'll, I'll say since I've been with the Salvation over six years, I was really uh, just happy to see um, by the growth of our staff. So as Captain said, we're still continuing to try to grow so we can reach more people and more specific needs. Um, just so you know, since the last time you've been in there, we've doubled our staff from seven to 14. Wow. So that includes three family coaches, or LifeNav coaches that are working with these individuals or families. We have some um, programming people down on the other side for the emerging youth. But through that uh, synergy of these coaches that had previous experience, we have one day dedicated where our, our, the, the people we're working with or people that they're, the coaches are talking with will have a mental health uh, session every, I think it's at Wednesdays. We have one night set aside where, you know, we don't have someone on staff doing that, but we they knew the resources to bring into our building and provide some mental health uh, counseling for them as part of that wraparound, um, you know, care that we're giving at the Salvation Army. You know, and it's very interesting how you have that three-day down period for one when a new person comes in, uh, which seems like that would be a very positive thing for somebody just to have some downtime yes it is it's uh because um, we're just now getting to know them and vice versa and uh once they know that it's safe and they're able to rest and relax and uh hopefully that opens up avenues of conversation and with that conversation uh you really we're really not asking much from them we do go over our community expectations uh, we want you to kind of just uh, help buy into you know you have a beds provided for you a meal and and a place to kind of uh, take care of yourself but at no cost but all we're asking you if you can do some daily chores 
um, just to kind of keep your area clean and all that. It's really uh, fabulous how that works because when they take ownership of it, you start seeing that transformation. Now, there are rules in place for those who live at the Salvation Army. For example, uh, no drinking alcohol. That's that's one of the big ones. You can't come in drunk. Right, and uh, I, I don't like the word rule. Um, it's our, our time has changed. It's really community expectations. And so, yes, it's part of one of that expectations. You know, you may come in and that's what you've been doing outside, but we encourage you that it needs to stop while you're here. Um, so we, we do do those breathalyzer tests every day, every evening. Uh, we do the drug test um, once they come in as well, and we, we randomly do that. Um, we just don't pick somebody out. We do it for everybody, and that includes the family as well. And with families, you have to be a little bit more protected of that. So that's why we've kind of really um, thought more about trying to keep our building a little bit more secure because you've got children with parents that are trying to work and make a thing and, and the kids have an opportunity to go from the uh, community living area over to our emerging youth to be a part of the program so it kind of helps the parents as well as instead of finding a place when school's out because of the weather and we try to be open for it if the weather allows us um, that's what we're doing today and so those kids that are out of school that aren't then our, our staff is picking them up to kind of have some helping out for the for the family what are some of the biggest obstacles that those in Rutherford County who go through the Salvation Army stores, what is the biggest or what are some of the biggest obstacles that persons face here locally? Well, I believe we're uh, starting to see that there's a lot of requests for utility and rent. Um, there are some that um, some of the funding that they've acquired um, in the men staying in the hotel is getting to the point that it's running out and so really just trying to get them in touch with um, other resources um, we are the the emergency shelter in in rutherford county um, but we really had to c consolidate down um, because our philosophy of the life and death processes we're not we don't want you here for a long period of time um, when i previously claimed we had several that were here for four years and in this process that we've started a year and a half ago, we've perm we have permanently put over 64 plus people into permanent housing. Wow! And so with that process, it's not like when we put them in there that they can't sustain it. We still come alongside to say, hey, we're going to pay the first month. And you're going to take care of the second. We're going to pay the third month, and you're going to take care of the fourth. When they get to that that last payment, they sh should have, they should most likely be able to sustain what they're what they're doing. And we're kind of just helping them in that process. We don't promise how long we're going to do it. It could change where they get another job or they get an increase in wage, and it kind of helps the situation so they're able to kind of transition from the funding that we have to be able to move that into other areas for the families and the singles. In poverty, there are a lot of revolving doors, and I know you mentioned some who live in hotels or motels. That's one of those revolving doors because rent at some of these motels can easily add up to five or six hundred dollars a week, which mm -hmm. at the end of the month, that's two thousand plus dollars a month. And if somebody's making that kind of payment just to have shelter, 
they're not able to set aside enough money to pay a deposit or pay that first month's rent on actually getting their own apartment. Yeah. There's that and there's also the their their background. I mean, maybe not making such wise choices and so looking at that and really um, our coaches are, are well diversed in making connections with the landlords and those to kind of say this is what we have but we're putting our Salvation Army shield on this person and say they are they are valued enough uh, that we know that they'll be a good fit if you would work with us as well and so to try to bypass some of that background check um, most of the landlords that we're starting to build up that color that um, relationship and so they're really working with us so it makes it easier to get those that are on that that nudge that they're doing everything right but this right here that happened 15 20 years ago is keeping them from getting into uh, a place that they can begin to sustain and be a, a become more involved now as a community uh, member we only have a couple of minutes left, but in studio with us this morning from the local Salvation Army, we have Captain Michael Knott and also John Mitchell. Are the problems that those who live here, maybe live on the streets of Rutherford County, are the problems that these folks are facing similar or the same problems you're seeing in other Salvation Army branches? I would say it's it's similar. I mean, uh, a lot that we uh, have, um, and we, we, we do are the best that we can with our coaches because we still keep in touch with the encampments, and we still try to get them to make the decisions to come in and, and, and when we have the availability to do that. But there are those that choose to live that lifestyle because of, like, um, for example, um, one person doesn't want to come in because um, he doesn't want to have to start paying child support. Uh, the one is, I've been doing this all my life. I don't know anything new, and they know the system very well. Um, so, yeah, uh, and it's kind of just flows season by season um, all over the place. It just depends on what the weather's doing, how they transition, and it's even in that that culture they really try transition from another location to another season as season. So you see some increases, then you see decrease, and then you see it back again. So it's kind of like they're almost like when we take a, when we go on a trip, we go to one place, but we know during the spring it's even nicer over this other place. So we'll go over there and have another. So that's kind of what I'm seeing and hearing. Again, we're talking about the local Salvation Army. For anybody listening who wants to get more involved with the Salvation Army, are there volunteer positions available? There is. If they would go online um, to our website, John, do you know? Yeah, at uh, uh, Murfreesboro Salvation Army.org, and um, just, just go to our website and you can sign up for a time to maybe come into the kitchen and help with the meal prep. Um, there's maybe some administrative opportunities. We're just kind of walking out of our our biggest time which was the red kettle challenge where we had well over a thousand uh, volunteer hours helping us by turning time into money and revenue for our programs uh, quick shout out to a couple of the agencies that stepped up with the red kettle challenge if i've got time scott yeah. smurda ready mix uh provided uh dollars um the Adiant Group, which is down the street from us, 
their plant manager said, I, I want to keep my employees uh, working. So he allowed them to come and volunteer. It was volunteer hours for us, but they were getting paid by Adient. They supplied $17,000 worth of cattle time. Uh, I thought that was a, a great story. As well as uh, help Miss Captain with the angel tree. So they were processing angels and getting that ready for distribution. Day. A lot of positive stuff. Again, the Salvation Army right here in Rutherford County. Our guests today have been Captain Michael Knott and also John Mitchell. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Thank, Thank you. you. Time again right now, 10.52. More news coming up. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS.